Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Monday, December 13th, and this is your daily financial news. If you don't know already, we do a daily financial news show because we try to stay in front of the consumer, cost of capital, real estate, things of that nature. Uh, We've been doing this together for more than a thousand days. It is something that you can look forward to because, again, we are looking to help a million people. Yes, folks, over the next several decades, one rental at a time. Its goal is to help a million people close on their first or next rental property. And in order to do that, I need your help. So when you like a video, please share it, comment. Let's get this YouTube algorithm really working for us because positivity, doing the work, pays off. You are seeing more and more people win. And of course, not only that, this channel is different in that I bring you eight multimillionaires every week to talk about things they are doing in their business. So this channel is for you. Let's help more and more people. So please share it. Please ask others to join. Please tell them about the schedule. 7.30 a.m. daily financial news live. Uh, Then we start doing interviews on Monday. Entire list of interviewees is listed below. So when I look at the daily financial news for this Monday, kind of an interesting uh, day because we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, Now let's start at the top. So yesterday evening, I did something I haven't done in three years. I created a live Sunday evening. Normally, normally I take most of Sunday off, right? We do an interview with Laura Morby at 8 a.m. I do my goals and... um, community videos. Usually I'm done recording by 9.30 and then that's kind of my day to relax. But yesterday evening, I had to do it. I had to do the math. I had to calculate actual CPI. If you know already, we've talked for weeks now about CPI being a uh, underreported number, mainly because of rent or rent equivalent. So I went out and did some research, figured out what part of rent is in CPI. It's about 28%. So I did the math. I took the reported 6.8, backed out that calculation, and and then added back in what the real uh, rent is. And woo, CPI is 10%, folks. Can you imagine what would happen to the market, to the Fed, if they actually reported the truth? Now, let's be clear. I'm not calling them liars. I'm just calling them they have a bad approach. They are using a legacy... um, mechanism to count rent that they've done for years because 10 dec- ten years ago, folks, it was hard to collect single family rent data because there wasn't invitation homes with 80 some odd thousand homes. Now it's much easier. So if we do the math now, yes, folks, good and bad news. CPI is 10%. CPI is 10%. And you know what? I think the Fed knows that. So on Wednesday afternoon, we are going to look for Jerome Powell to hopefully turn into uh, Paul Volcker because he needs to get ahead of this. Or, as Ed Alarian is saying, transitory was the worst Fed call ever. And they've had some doozies. So again, 
Ilarion uh, is not letting Powell off the hook. Basically saying Powell gets in front of this now or we are all in trouble. So kind of very interesting. So again, this Wednesday, it is very clear that Jerome Powell needs to turn hawkish. Right? They're either dovish or hawkish. The question I have, is he just going to talk? Blah, 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 blah. Or is he actually going to do something? I think he's going to double, maybe surprise us and triple the taper. We shall see. My big thing is, will Powell get off his butt and talk about interest rate rises next year? So far, he has said no. 2023. He's got to talk about interest rate rises next year. And later on, what else? Did I, oh, 58% people are thinking about uh, interest rate rises as soon as May. So the market is spec expecting it. This channel right here has been talking about it for a year. So yes, we are going to have the first interest rate rise by the summer. I still believe it will be half a percent because I think the Fed is going to be late. The Fed does not want to cause pain. Here's the deal. You cause short-term pain or more pain later. They don't have a very good track record. So this, uh, yeah, I don't, have, I don't have very much confidence in Powell. Next up. Read a very interesting article about people are leaving expensive areas and doing it for quality of life. This article happened to focus on San Francisco. Uh, this particular creative uh, was renting a $2,000 studio. Yes, a 500 square foot studio in San Francisco for 2000 bucks. They called it a hovel. Sounds like, doesn't sound like fun. Anyways, they took their skills and moved to a small town just north of Portland, Oregon. And now they are living in a three-bedroom home uh, for $1,500 a month and having a lot more stuff going on. So again, uh, this is something I've actually reached out to her. I found her on LinkedIn. I'm going to try to an interview Chrissy was her name, interview Chrissy so we can talk about that as well. Uh, getting more and more data on Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas is one of those markets like Boise. And again, here on this channel, we do the work. I interviewed The Economist uh, for Idaho a couple of months ago, uh, and now we're getting data on Austin. Austin, Texas. Pretty small footprint, right? It's a pretty small city. It's not sprawling like Dallas, if you will. Rents are up 25%. Extra bedrooms, which again, if you've watched any of my videos about where rent comes from, bedrooms is the number one thing. In Austin, an extra bedroom gets you, the landlord, or you as the tenant pays, $275. Why this is interesting is pre-pandemic, it cost about $125. So again, $275, what is that a year? Like $3,300. So again, normally I could take a, remember I talk about buying two bedroom homes and creating threes uh, with a wall and closet, and a door, obviously. Uh, again, it usually costs me $25 to $3,000. You get a payback in your first year. That is a huge winner if you are in Austin. So if I was in Austin, one thing I would look for is two-bedroom, one-bath, or two-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath homes that are over 950 square feet. Then see if you can create a third bedroom. I bought dozens of those uh, in the last crisis. It is very, very cool. And the reason Austin is not going to slow down is population. I have yet to verify this, but it looks like population is up 25% in the city of Austin in just over two years. Wow, you can simply not build enough housing to keep up with a population run like that. Thank you, Tesla and other tech companies for going to Austin. 
Tuesday's PPI comes out, right? We had CPI last week, producer price index, expectations for a big number, 9.2. Remember, PPI is kind of a leading indicator for CPI next month because, again, you can adjust uh, profit to you know limit the impact. Uh, but again, it's still rising. It's still a problem. It was 8.6 in October. And again, expectation in November is 9.2. Also, Wednesday, retail sales. Retail sales is going to be interesting because I have a different opinion versus the powers that be. The expectation is for only uh, 0.8. Uh, last month was a surprise at 1.4, which I actually called. Thank you very much. The reason I called it is, again, we have money right? 1.2 or 1.3 trillion in excess savings. The media is screaming at us about shortages. We finally have a holiday season, maybe where we feel a little better. Jobs are aplenty, so people are spending. So I expect actually November to be exceed, uh, maybe not as high as October at 1.4, but I do, I am calling for 1%, again, ahead of analyst expectations, again, for a 0.8. Retail sales are important. I follow the consumer. The consumer is saying they're nervous, right? But it's what are the consumers doing? Often the consumer said something, but they do something different. I believe we will see that on Wednesday. Back to re, uh, real estate crumbling, crashing, whatever you want to call it. The China real estate market is behaving exactly like I told you it would. First and foremost, uh, they have abandoned projects everywhere, nearly everywhere. Uh, their sales have plummeted 24%. Folks, the real estate market in China is in for a crash. Uh, price declines so far have been limited, but it's only because they are doctoring the numbers. The Chinese government is mandating people don't cut prices, but instead they are giving other things away. Buy this apartment and we'll give you a car. Buy this, we'll give you that. They're they're doctoring the numbers so they don't run afoul of the government. That will not hold. When you see sales fall 24%, it will get worse. Not good. Crash. Boom. They are going to have to explode, bulldoze, collapse a lot of these projects. Did you know? This shocked me. I'm still learning about the Chinese real estate market. Chinese citizens that live in the city. So this is not you know, suburbia or out in the fields. This is in the city proper. 80%, 80% of their wealth is in real estate. This is why real estate is in trouble. Because if, just ask yourself, if you own something and suddenly you can't get rid of it, it's, a, it's an alligator to steal a word or an image from my first book, you are going to retreat, conserve. More importantly, the next generation is not going to buy. China real estate was built on decades of positivity and wealth generation. They have just crushed that spirit and it is only going to get worse. Not good. Uh, and oh, by the way, 40% of Evergrande projects are idle. Folks, Evergrande is running out of oxygen or blood or whatever your analogy is. They're done. Two more things I found right before I uh, started this video. It looks like Hawaii luxury sales are hitting records. I mean, like records. Uh, it looks like Hawaii luxury sales are up 600%.
Yes, folks, people are looking for those vacation homes and places they can go. It is nuts, nuts, nuts. And then finally, we've talked about the Turkish lira a couple of times. They are suffering from massive inflation, and yet their president and central bank, or whatever they call them, are cutting rates. Historically speaking, that is the reverse approach. That is kind of the anti-Paul Volcker. And lo and behold, people expect another interest rate cut, and the lira is plunging. Folks, if I lived there, I would be doing everything I could to get whatever I owned into Bitcoin or Ethereum or something. When the central government has no oh, what uh, respect for their currency, get out. Get out. Um, that is, um, it is pretty sad to see what is going on there. People are, people are really getting hurt. So again, folks, remember the daily financial news is for you. If you like these, please share. Please ask others to join. I want to thank all 123 of you watching right now, but we've got 24 thumbs up. I know I don't ask for them, but come on. Let's get some thumbs up. Let's leave comments so we get the algorithm going. Subscribe. And again, have a wonderful day. We're going to talk to a multimillionaire here in about 11 minutes just for you. So have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Enjoy Monday. Bye.